Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. The following audio presentation may contain mature language, situations, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Edict Zero FIS. What's in the briefcase? Business, not yours. I believe the bomb entered that building in a briefcase carried by a man who could have acted alone. I spent the day in South Island getting a handle on the Paradox artifacts. You thought that was the best way to spend your time? One of those artifacts is a briefcase bomb. If the artifact is unique and that's one of them, you could only use once. It doesn't fit with the others. I saw him walking with Socrates. He's a West Island reject. He's always spouting off crazy stuff from plays or whatever else. Socrates carries around a frying pan. A what? I just want to talk. Uh, the talk of wanting only talks to want. The captain knows not the strange idioms of monkey fruit. Where the hell is his voice coming from? Here. <laughs> Greenkirk Flats. 22 West Inn Road, Flat 36, Harbor Road, North Island, January 1st, 2415, Time, 12 o'clock a.m. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is. Out with the old and in with the new. Say hello to 2415 and of course goodbye to 2414, which was a momentous year for Edict Zero. What a year for Blockbuster movie magic out of Party. New Hollywood. Party! Oh, for the love of God, answer the phone! Answer the bloody phone! What you doing back there? Can't you hear the damn phone screaming at you? Get off your arse and get it yourself! I'm fucking! I'm crying out loud. I told you you didn't have to be out there cooking anything tonight. You're already missing New Year. Blimey. It's about time you get to bastard. I've been waiting for hours while you've been getting your face off without me. I figured you called me quits tonight. No such luck. This is tradition. They had me working late and the traffic in Glades was ridiculous because of the fireworks and other bunk on the shore. Happy New Year. Get your eyes over here so we can get caught up on the hammers. Who are you talking to? Uh, where are you? You're supposed to pick me up. The car's dead and I haven't got the money for a cab unless you're buying the drinks. You can walk three blocks, can't you? And we'll round the corner at El Nino's. Now get a move on, you wanky. You'll have catching up to do when you get here. I'm about to go seconds. Like hell you will. Step out and get in one of your damn stogies while you meet me halfway. Like hell I won't. It's packed here and I just got a stool. I'm even saving one for you. Is that Roy? Oh, it is. I'm going to catch up with him at El Nino's. Bugger the stools. If you want a place to sleep it off tonight, you'll meet me half us. Go in the back way. Ethan. I didn't ask for you to be cooking up any snacks in the first place. Oh. Me and Roy do the same thing every year. I told you I was going. Oh, off then. You got trouble with a woman again. I'll wait. She got her rag on. Heading out now. I'm heading out now. And you better be on your feet, you punks, or I'll be kicking your ass from here to Kelnas. Open the door immediately. Who's out here? High queen bitch of this godforsaken building, which is falling apart. She got no upkeep and blames everybody. Harborough's one of the earliest settlements here, what, 270 years ago or something? I bet this place hasn't been serviced since. I want to move out of this hole, but I can't afford nothing else. Of course, she may not give me the choice. My rent's too late and I'm in stuck, mate. 
was the face she came for me with an affection slip on New Year's. Just like her that would be. What are you? Drinking away your checks? There hasn't been checks since I got the bum slip two months back. Bloody machines are getting cheaper than men, you know. Party's been helping, but it's not enough. I've hawked about all I could too short of pawning off the flipping crapper. If there's ever lived a bloke in need of a little bit of luck, it's yours truly. Goodness, mate. Something's going on in the mainland. Jimmy shot me some texts that there was a big explosion. Lot of mainlanders are dead. Crazy. Ethan, are you still on? Roy, walk faster. Walk faster. Did you hear what I said? It's all over the news. Walk I faster. Was... Get here. Something popped in the alley here. Just pop there. What kind of something? Are you alright? It's floating. It's floating on the air. You're getting mental again, aren't you? I'm hurrying, all right? Get a load of this. You gotta spot this. So this is what you're on about. What is it? You see it too? It's... It's a briefcase. That's floating. It's turning. Where'd it come from? Nowhere. Who put it there? Nobody. How's it doing there? There must be some hovercraft tick to that. But in the briefcase? Hovercraft, why? Like from those hovercars as puffy rich bastards flaunt about. It's the hovering that makes them cost so much. Don't touch that, mate. You don't know. It's stopped. This... This thing is high. Sit it down. You saw it hover, like I did. It just was. But it's not doing it again, is it? Yeah, leave it alone now. Got a bad feeling about it. Forget about it. You don't even know what it is. It's brilliant as what it is. And I know who I could take this to for a look. He'll know. Oh, the fate smiled at me at last. That's money in the bank right there, mate. Money in the bank. It's my lucky night. You are listening to Edict Zero FIS, the science fiction audio drama series. Starring James Keller, Julie Hoverson, Bill Rossi, Russell Gold, Tanya Milojevic, Mike Campbell, Glenn Hallstrom, Danner Hoverson, and creator Jack Kincaid. New Westmont, FIS Field Office, Office of Special Agent Jules Kircher. Friday, January 2nd, 2415, time. 8.10 p.m. Agent Kircher? Yes. Hi there, Agent Banning here. It's good to know that your identity hasn't changed during the 15 minutes that you had me on hold. Right. As you asked, I ran queries on your psych escapees through all the regional police systems, which don't communicate nearly as well as they're supposed to. Harlan Hill does tag its patients with temporary implants for scanners to ID, but not with the locators that they mandate for prison inmates, parolees, and, well, us. Which is sort of funky and ironic if you think about it. Yes, funky. Did you find anything? Okay, okay, let's see here came up completely empty on three of them. That would be prisoners 2871, 1422, 
and 3393. Cook, Socrates, and Donald Jenkins. Okay. Okay, now the other. Well, wait a minute. What did you say? Never mind. Go on. What's all the noise on the line? I'm packing up for a transfer. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. Well, okay, either one of these three escapees had the know-how, or knew someone with the know-how to deactivate or remove the chip. It's either that, or they've been downright religious about avoiding public scanners. I understand that. What about the other two? You had hits? Yes, I found one of them. Prisoner 1712, Adrian Frick. Just this afternoon, the PD in Ferguson City, East Island, ran a scan of his chip through the system. They detected it in a dead body that they were trying to identify. I know, that's ambitious of them. But there was a reason. They recognized the killer's M.O. Adrian Frick is dead? Homicide. Found on the beach. Ferguson City is a long way from the others who escaped. They must have split up. How did Adrian Frick die, um, specifically? His body is slated to be shipped to E1 tomorrow morning for analysis. But the police did upload reports with notations of a suspect. And that would be your other guy. Prisoner 2847. Logan Wendell. Right. The serial killer, Logan Wendell, who killed five people in 2409 and cut out their eyes in Ferguson City. Oh, I knew about Ferguson City, and I'm not surprised that he returned to his old territory. But I didn't know that he removed their eyes. I didn't read that in the file. He's the sole owner of that M.O. in the New World. So far. Adrian Frick was missing his peepers, too. Eyes. One of the other prisoners... Thank you, Agent Manning. Sure thing. Glad to help. If you ever need any technical advice, I... Kircher. It's Agent Garrett. Where are we? What do you mean, where are we? Where are you? You're not still in South Island, I hope. I'm in the mainland, about halfway back. I stopped for a slushy in Langston. Just past Halls Creek, and now I'm headed through... Mmm, Deering, I think sign said? You stopped for a slushy. What? You don't like slushies? I thought you were leaving South Island two hours ago. No, I drove west to Lloydtown first, to visit the first blast site. I can't decide if Mr. Cook had a strong personal connection to the area or none whatsoever. It's one or the other, but no in between. But I'm missing too many pieces. What else do we know? Two of the patients branched off from the group after the escape. Adrian Frick and Logan Wendell, who killed Frick in East Island, Ferguson City, where Wendell came from. He returned to his old turf where he feels comfortable and where he committed the five murders. It's not always a matter of comfort. It could be the site of a trauma, a symbol, or whatever seat of rage or sickness that created the compulsion uh, to... And who worked violent crimes for ten years? Well, a lot of agents, I imagine. Listen, Logan Wendell takes the eyes of his victims... Our suspect, Cook, is missing his eyes. How likely of a coincidence is that? And this must be rhetorical. Not likely. Interesting. Did Mr. Cook take out his own eyes, or did Wendell actually do it? Or... Maybe Wendell inspired him to... They don't let high-risk patients like Wendell socialize with the population. I doubt there was an opportunity for either. Has Agent Briggs turned up anything? He's still out in the field. He missed his 7 o'clock check-in. I haven't heard from him. I tried him twice, but he's not answering. Why don't you try to reach him and see if you have better luck? 
I'm no more likely to reach him than you are if you try again. Well, yes, I could. I was only... You were suggesting that I do it because another call from you could infer the truth that you're worried about him. It's all right. I'll try him. I'm worried that we're running out of time with this case before the next shoe drops. Now you're overcompensating. There's a reason for concern. If we still can't reach him by the time I make it to the city, we'll track him through the locator system. <sighs> okay. I'll get that authorized now. In case. I'll meet you at HQ. It is possible that he lost track of time and got distracted. Who knows? Maybe he stopped for a slushy too. Center City Underground. Time, 8.28 p.m. Like a thief of fire from heaven, wilt thou withstand the shock and share with him the unforgiven, his vulture and his rock? Oh, Byron, how our defiance yields the monotonous shades of hell. <coughs> Hold your peace, young man. Whoever's slippery, keep the purpose of your walls in the places of your colors. Stifle the bounce of your balls and plant them in your sacred ground. If you wish to know the fragrance of tomorrow's blossoms, hear, hear. For when you sleep near madness, you wake with less distance. But your shade is much too serious for a farce. We have no shelves for that brand of nonsense here. Captain's orders. You're the boss. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Oh, theater of cruelty indeed. Alas, it's better to be a baron of blight than to join the jester marionettes who dance to jealous monkey tunes. Oh, what shallower dead souls are these, to move to beats as slight as their talents and beg for scraps of bananas and monkey poop to eat with humility. Better to tame the dust of your own empire or burn in the fire meant to cook a world with better flavor. Burn, burn, forever burn. Oh dear, you're dizzy. I feel my sway in your world, in the throb of your head and the key of F-flat. The gods gave us hearts to be broken and heads to hurt, to savor the music it makes in their fat bellies. So, uh, you're in theater? What? No, 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 no! Calm down. I didn't mean anything by that. If you mean nothing, say nothing! The captain decrees that it's not okay to exhibit such insensitivity. Have you no compassion for my delicate condition? I'm sorry. I was wrong. Damn to... right you were wrong! Can't you hear it in my voice? See it in my eyes? Feel it in my presence? It's beyond denial. I'm heavy with it. Positively bursting with it. It wails from every orifice of my tapestry and blazes in every cell that the wretched god saw fit to fuse. I'm not in theater, you ninny. Any fool can be in theater. Yes, young man, a cassidly wrong you are. For theater is in me. My mistake. I was ignorant. Oh, take it. Wrap it with a red bow of my blood and get there to the wastes of the West with its unshakable truths and rare juices which they've forsaken and let go to vinegar. Should they wag the witchy fingers they pressed on the wires of my life to form their foul cords, plant more preposterous banana trees, snip their wagging fingers and their lying thumbs with the guillotine cigar clipper of Gabo Flippin' West and deliver them here to cook in the pan 
as well. <laughs> Dinner is served. Yes, yes, yes. And here we shall dine on them. And all the furniture to be found in the solipsis corridors of their rotten hearts, which know no compassion for those damned in the hells they brew. Do you want me to do that now, sir? Captain? What? Oh, no, 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 soldier! There's everything for a time and place that's not here. We must be alert for the coming of them. The enemy! We must batten down the hatches for nasty weather, soldier. Dig the trenches! Mount the cannons! Spread the wine and drink the jelly! Do all its proper during a crisis of this crushing levity, and fight like you've never fought! This may be our final number, my fine brave countrymen, and we can't go down without a show tune! <laughs> now tell me, Vlad, what are your qualifications? That is to ask one of life's most important questions. Can you carry a tune? Oh boy. FIS Headquarters. Operations Command Center. Capital City. Time, 8.42 p.m. Access granted and logged. Thank you. Tactical Unit 3 reports that they're still awaiting support from the locals in Bay City. Tell them to remain on standby. Wakeman's on that. the illusion that these maneuvers aren't sanctioned by my superiors. I understand your concerns, Commissioner, perhaps a little too well. I assure you that my SC will have no sympathy for your plights if I'm forced to contact him over your disrespect for the jurisdiction of the Justice Department during a time of national crisis. It will raise questions that I don't think you want asked. Honor the request of this task force to cooperate, because a demand will reflect a truth that I think you would rather contain. Hold, sir. It's a strategy game. I get it. It's chess. A bit. And these corrupt officials are pawns. Except if you remove one, another will spring up to serve its purpose. So you don't always remove it. You make it useless to your opponent. You let it know that you see it on the board. You let it know that it's alive and vulnerable. And you paralyze it with its own survival instinct. It will still be there for justice to clean up after the king falls. Hmm. That's Agent Julie Kircher, isn't it? Why do I see her in the command center? I dropped her from the task force. I thought you would have heard. She's part of that new unit which reports to ADIC Dockstetter. What? Evidently, that's where Marcus Briggs is transferred. T.A. Banning was just called into Terminal Room 2 to help her use the remote mission oversight system to locate him. There are field operations going on in this case that I'm not aware of? Well, I... I don't really know. You'll have to excuse me, Agent Murs. I'm more than a little surprised by this. I'm not surprised that Agent Briggs is missing, of course. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I've got this feeling you've got another surprise coming to make up for it. What do you mean? Evening, Agent Wakeman. Excuse me, Agent Garrett. Where do you think you're going? What are you doing here? Same as you. I'm working. You're working? Working with what? Because it's not with my... I'm working with Agent Kircher. Have you seen her? She's in terminal room too, Agent Garrett. Thanks. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, wow. civilian cell towers in the base station. Agent Garrett? Our pings went into the abyss, but it's times like this that the Armos was created for. His phone is in a dead zone. 
That makes sense if you consider the last pingback from the locator and his implant came from an access point in the center city subway system on East 5th Street. He went underground and didn't resurface. His last known action looks to be catching the train. Well, maybe, maybe not. He may have been checking out a lead. There are homeless who use the tunnels for shelter. The Center City Transit Authority has tracked gateways through their tunnel grid, so their equipment and workers can communicate via wireless. We can use them. I'm now patched into their network. Cross your fingers. Hello, Agent Wakeman. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, Agent Garrett, can I have a word with you? You certainly can. Go ahead. I meant, can I have a word with you? Bam! There he is! Target chip FCO557A located. He's near section 5B in the grid, where it meets with the tunnels of the sewer and flood channel system. Everything is interconnected under Center City. Requesting data from monitor. Loading diagnostics. So, he's on a lead and can't call because he's in a dead zone. He would have found a way to check in by now. Something's wrong. In a few moments, we'll find out whether he's... What the hell is Agent Briggs doing down there? Last reading was five minutes ago. He's conscious. Elevated carbon monoxide, nothing too dangerous, but it means he's near a source of it. Uh-oh, he's stressed and- Diagnostics has detected neurotransmitter activity consistent with trauma reaction. Please Unless review data. suggests a concussion. Not good. He's in trouble. What's the situation? We don't know, but if it involves Cook, it might involve another bomb. We just don't know. We'll need backup. You'll have it, and more. Agent Banning, who's our closest tactical unit? Five just completed operations in New York Beach, and Unit 9 is on soft reconnaissance in Fairmont. Nine is closer. Nine it is. I will authorize. Go get him. Center City Underground. With a man in the dark with a sadistic frown, eyes on the world and anguish screams behind their smiles. He bathes his soul in liquid shadows running from his sky. Beyond the soundness of time, he skims the turning well to taste the memories passing by. Lifetimes flash like stars elapsing. He pulls them forth to feel their heat, seeking out blind eyes to see. A vast flare drew another breath from infinity, and in the waning glow that lit his way, he raised, raised his... Take it easy, Captain. No, 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 no! There's no easy of these times to take! Keep to your post, soldier! No, no, no! Stop that! You fool! Stop it! Don't fire! Okay, okay, Sean. No, no. Sorry for the bees in the No, 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 no! We need that fire, Admiral. That and an assortment of fine cheeses. Oh, for jolly jumping jelly, please. Now look what you've done! We must all focus! We must be vigilant for the fall of foul bananas and all the crazy hijinks of the monkey brigades, who know not the valor of growing fruit of greater flavor than dust. They'll spoil the crops with their droppings and eat the bugs off each other's backs and vulgar displays. Oh, the shock of it. Fit only for the eyes of Mr. Cook. Ah, Cook! The fine Mr. Cook off to blow another hole in their fourth and fifth walls and leave them to squirm in their own banana jam. Yes, yes. You sent Mr. Cook on a mission? No, no, no! Sending one who sends himself is a shade of redundancy too silly for even the captain to entertain. We must draw the line somewhere in the quicksand, soldier. For I only send and command the Admiral to do the bidding of our fine causes. It's a matter of rank. Well, actually, an Admiral, <gasps> never mind. I caught the thought. Don't impart it, or it'll be impossible to live with. Which is precisely my point. He'd be insufferable. Just between us, soldier. 
I think he's a few peas short of a pawn. Oh, I think you're right, Captain. I did get that sense about him. Yes, yes, indeed. Mr. Cook Douche! Hey, keep that frilly feather under your helmet as well, eh, Flat? For he's a fine cook, and his pan is my marvel, with its power to dub. But my gaze has plopped onto his later pages. Oh, how the blood of those chapters chills my bold boys under the pelvic cavity. Oh, what recipes of doom in the cook's book. In every pen stroke of the words to be written. Right book. Captain's right books. No, no, no. I have no time for their file butternuts either. In the empire of whoring the arts, the idiocy of the book poopsies knows no rival. Worse are the fools with just the dash of smarts to rationalize their incompetence in goofy maze filters for mice beyond their circles. I say leave them to their incestuous orgies and the defective births which come of them. They care not for the words they peddle. Here, here, F-flat. For the business of Mr. Cook is to punch holes in the world so that the other he surveys may shine its substance through. But I say, what if the damage on fabric already pulled top to the brink of wardrobe malfunction? He desires not the knowing of the truths, but the apocalypse of the knowing. Oh, what noble heart could beat behind the plot of lunging such hideous bosoms. Punch holes in the world? Is that what he did two nights ago? On uh, New Year's? At the Vortex Club? Oh, God! If he's already begun, then the time's come to talk of other things. What other things? Of shoes and chips and ceiling wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot, whether pigs have wings. <laughs> Six hundred block of East Seventh Street, Center City. Time: nine oh five p.m. You guys, FIS. Special Agent Jules Kircher, and this is Special Agent Nick Garrett. This is Sergeant Banks, and I'm Lieutenant Van SWAT Commander. We were on standby when we got your call out through my UDC and deployed at once. We received an electronic briefing from your command center en route. We are now securing a perimeter for your tactical support. Do you have an ETA? Unit 9 should be there any minute. Unit commanded by John Braddock? No, kid. Interesting. So his reputation precedes him? Yes. Not entirely in a bad way. Entirely. They're here, uh, coming up the road. That hovercraft ARV is a thing of beauty. Bigger budget, cooler toys. They call it Harvey One. Ten twenty-three, and we have schematics uploaded from the engineers. Status report, Charlie team. I'm all ears to some intel for a threat assessment. Oh, ten freaking two! You nearly blew out our ears. Consider your coffee privileges suspended, UAC. All right, team. Weapon up across the board. This is a rescue operation which has the potential for surprises. Pending new intel which we can't pause for. Presume the presence of hostiles around a hostage. It's one of FIS's own special agent, Marcus Briggs. We have real-time tracking on through the Armos. There's no time to lose. RAL is the center city underground where the routes are dark, and the target point poses an environmental hazard from what may be a fire. Be sure to have accessible NVG and breathing apparatus. Ninja to the nines for a spacewalk, boys. We just don't know. We got to crunch into position and hope that we have some clarity by that base to elect an entry tactic. We are Team Alpha. 
Harvey will serve as our mobile command post. The FD and Medivac are both on standby, and we have support from the local SWAT. Assemble at the tunnel access and stand by for my lead. Once we're under, we go sub-vocal on the talkies until we assess the noise level in our AOR. Let's do it. Miles can't bomb through hits in the target area. An old utility chamber for construction contractors and track maintenance workers. It's at a junction of the electrical tunnels with the gates for drains. I want surveillance lines ASAP. Can you confirm a fire? 10-4. Contained and controlled source. Looks to be a campfire. We've got smoke venting through flood channels to outlets in the industrial district. Roger that. Malcolm! Yes, sir. Okay, I want you to have an eye on the thermal. Do you still want me on the park? No, wing me on this one rest of the snake stays as it is, except instruct the EEs to have a five-step lag on the tail. Yes, sir. I'm Lieutenant Vince, CCPD SWAT. We've secured a perimeter and ready to assist. Good to see you again, Commander Braddock. Again? <laughs> if we cross paths at the New Year's bombing, I apologize. I was in a hell of a mood that night. I heard you came down on some of our guys pretty hard, but that's not where we know each other. I was in a joint training exercise between us and the FIST program at your academy about three years ago. The craziest glasshouse drills I've ever taken part in. I forgot that they had me run a class. Must have repressed the trauma and drop an apology to any I offended. If you'd seen the woman I left in my bed to rapidly deploy, you'd understand. I'm with you. I hate to interrupt this male bonding moment, but we have an agent I'm aware of the situation. Thank you. Evening, Braddock. Not talking to you. You're Agent Kircher. Special Agent Jules Kircher. I'm Agent John Braddock, Commander of TU-9. Please accept my condolences for being paired up with Garrick. If you're both assisting, vest up and stay behind my express. Cover the wake and under no circumstance do you advance into any area that I haven't given the all-clear. I know procedure, Commander. I'm sure you do, Agent. That was more directed at your partner, who has a selective memory. I would recommend a leash. And I would recommend better professional conduct, especially at a time like this. Agent Kircher, it's okay. This is just... No, it is not okay. You know what, Agent Kircher? You're absolutely right. I apologize. Thank you. Anyone joining the entry team needs to vest up. All right, Lieutenant, here's what I'm thinking. You divide yours into Bravo team. Agent Garrett, I'm almost afraid to ask what you did to make Agent Braddock so fond of you. Oh, we grew up together. And it's not what I did, it's what I didn't do. It must have been important. Not important, just expected. Center City Underground. Golden fire. Why, it appears no other thing to me than a foul and pestilent congregation of vapors. Dash it all! Here, it's much less than the sanity of the monkeys could live on, for the coal mine is fraught with dead canaries. They'll sweep them away and stamp out the sources, bury us, yes, and grow more weeds for cover! Why us, Captain? Because we know about Mr. Cook? About what he's doing? Or about what he's going to do? No, 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 no! Because of what I'm doing, you ninny. I live, I breathe, I walk this world. Juggling my jam and muddying my metaphors into jigsaw puzzle pieces. Yes, yes, I'm the one with the coil, and I have scuffled with the shuffle soldier. For I know the office of the oblong receptacle of Pinocchio's nose, and I'm drenched in the ink of its horn. Knowing its purposes, never would the captain break the heart of Roxanne by exposing the lies of love which come through their vile proxy. But oh, they fear that he may. Oh, lies. 
Mobile Command, we have live visuals on screen in Harvey from Team Charlie. Ten fourteen, all teams. The fire offers noise cover. Expand the subvocal mic only zone to thirty feet from target. In light of intelligence that we're dealing with two escaped mental patients, negotiation is off the table as an option for resolution. Sniper has zeroed out suspect leader. After a 10 count on my mark, take the first opportunity to disarm Top Hat, follow up with a bang and dynamic entry in a cardinal rush. Alpha team is in position. But I let off physical things at myself with sufficient zest. But I will not suffer another to let them off at me. Where will Mr. Cook strike next? Where will he punch the next hole in the world? How should I know, you silly goose? Mr. Cook moves in ways most mysterious. He could go anywhere, be anywhere, with a blink or clang of the pan. Anywhere, I say. He might have found an orbit. Why, he could walk the face of Poseidon or Thales. There, high up there, amongst the forgotten edicts. Up there, right now. The captain knows where he may be at flat, but the captain knows. Yeah, fires, get down Drop on the ground! Down on the ground! Right down on the ground! Drop it! Where's it? Where'd he go? Suspect is. What the hell? Where'd he go? No, 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 no! The ring cut about these bony fingers! Don't do anything stupid, Mr. Top Hat Man. The captain doubts your mind would know if he did. The biology of stupid inhibits it from smelling its own fragrances. Just don't move. If I could not move, I would not speak. Ten twenty-four pending. Area secure. Clear for all units. Suspects bagged. One needs a medevac run on the double and another for our agent, Braddock out. Special Agent Marcus Briggs. Yeah. You all right? You look dazed. Armos detected a concussion. We got people I'm coming. I'm fine. Marcus, are you okay? I said I'm fine. I had this situation under control, and I think he was about to tell me something before you are all you barged in Are you seriously bitching because we rescued I didn't need rescue. Uh, never mind. Silly me, of course you are. So, this is Socrates and Jenkins. Hmm. It looks like they were burning furniture. Chair, table legs, stools, cushions. Oh. They were cooking rats. Interesting. Commander Braddock, what the hell happened here? For a moment, I would have sworn that Top Hat will... Uh... What, Lieutenant? You could have sworn what? Nothing. Must have been my eyes blinking. You mean that he disappeared. Poof. Thin air. You would have sworn that he disappeared, right? Yeah, I thought he did, and... Yeah. Me too. So it wasn't just me. Good. It's dark and smoky down here, and he didn't go anywhere, did he? He's right here where he belongs. In custody. Mainland General Hospital. Special Detainment Ward. West Capital City. Time, 11.55 p.m. I'm sure that he was about to tell me something before the tactical teams interrupted. He said that Cook was trying to blow holes in the world. I don't know what that means beyond the literal interpretation of it. That's the only coherent thing that he said about Cook that I can remember. Blow holes in the world. Now what's all this about Logan Wendell? You're saying that Wendell was one of the escapees? And are we talking about the same Logan- The serial killer, yes. And the fifth escapee turned up dead in Ferguson City with Wendell's M.O. He was missing his eyes. But right now I want to focus on Cook 
and what Socrates said while you were down there. I'm still trying to process everything that came out of that man's mouth. I'm not sure that I ever will. You had to be there. It's hard to ride a train of thought that keeps crashing off the rails. When I could follow him, he spoke in riddles and... Just convoluted babble. I had trouble keeping up with when his words actually meant something or they were only nonsense. Just like a lot of the time, it was hard to tell when he was coming up with his own words or reciting them from somewhere else. Like Shakespeare. I know I heard some Shakespeare. Interviews of witnesses to his behavior and his evaluation reports suggest that he has a past in the dramatic arts. This may relate somehow with his dissociative identity. Why do we need anything to suggest? We still don't know his identity? No, we may have a few keys to finding it though. One is his possible background in the theater and the other being Donald Jenkins. The two didn't meet at Harlan Hill. They were carted off there together. From where? New Baltimore. They were living among the homeless there. They had nothing on Socrates, but Donald Jenkins had a record from West Island and also from North Island where he grew up. Socrates definitely has a theatrical background. He made that perfectly clear, and he made mention of West Island. It sounded to me like he had been there, had actually been in show business, but had been kicked out of it, blackballed, if that's even possible. His voice is strangely familiar, naggingly. Anyway, what you're saying might only be his skewed perception, or even an outright delusion, fantasy. Could be, but I didn't get that sense. Not about that. I think we can safely narrow down his roots to stage performance. He has that presence about him. Factor that and factor the persona with the top hat. If I were to place him in any entertainment sector, it would be an anachronism. That's a funny word, isn't it? If you look at the original meeting, it's ironic that it's now used as a blanket term for popular forms of contemporary entertainment. A contradiction. It was an accurate term about 50 years ago. Socrates strikes Prior me to as that, today's the... entertainment hadn't been mainstream since the 23rd century, and before that, the 20th century on Old Earth. As you know, from all the talk about it in the media, there are a wealth of strong similarities between our Hollywood and the golden age of theirs in 1930, when the cycle started. Agent Gary. Any historian would tell you that mankind has demonstrated these cycles in about all things. What's old becomes new, and what's new becomes tired and old, until it comes back around again. Nick. What? Oh, right, I was getting fuzzy, wasn't I? A little. It's been a long day and it's late. Don't worry about it. Now, back to the subject of Socrates. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he has a past in Vaudeville City. Of course, uh, Vaudeville, where Gabo West got his start. Gabo West. Socrates brought up Gabo West at one point. I don't remember what he said exactly, but I do remember that it was negative. Spiteful. Really? That's ridiculous. Who doesn't like Gabo West? Apparently, Captain Socrates, who must resent his success. That could reinforce your hypothesis. Could. However, as interesting as this speculation is, I don't see why we should have to speculate about a man that we have in custody, no matter how challenging it may be to converse with him. I think you'll be surprised at how challenging that'll be. So be it. We need to prioritize in our approach with him. We need to focus on what he knows about Mr. Cook and how to get that out of him. You won't get anything out of him tonight. He had to be sedated, heavily sedated, after he had a meltdown over being separated from his frying pan. Speaking of that, how's your head, Marcus? <laughs> Less concussed, thanks. The frying pan is interesting. I wonder what it symbolizes to him. The top hat surely ties with identity and distinction. Maybe the frying pan represents to him civilization, 
or more specifically, civilized living. Or maybe the answer is simpler. When you lose everything, the fear of it happening again stays with you. When you have so few possessions, you clutch them tightly. I understand that. Many homeless carry around as many of their possessions as possible, even if they have to cart it all around with them, afraid of losing it. To theft? To police? To city cleanup? When or you understand that the nature of the world is to take from you, you give it as few opportunities to do it as possible. Interesting. What? Nothing. You said Socrates is sedated. What about Donald Jenkins? The same. He had second-degree burns from tumbling into the fire. They're healing those and checking for neurological damage from the phaser hits. Hmm, that's odd. Be right back. I think Jenkins had plenty of neurological damage before the phasers hit him. I encountered him first during my recon, but I could tell right away that he would be no use at all. You should have checked in before you went down there. It slipped my mind until I was already underground and couldn't catch a signal. For the record, I didn't expect to find him. I sure as hell didn't expect to get knocked out by a frying pan. It came out of nowhere, literally. It's like he was invisible. The best of us get taken by surprise sometimes. I'm serious. My senses were as keyed up as can be, and I had perfect clarity of a ten-foot circle of clearance around me. Even then, I had no time to react. Speaking of time, it's now midnight. It has only been 48 hours since the bombing, but it feels like much longer, doesn't it? It does. <sighs> the first opportunity for questioning, or should I say for a questioning attempt, won't be till morning. Another eight hours at the earliest. <sighs> I don't know about you, but I've been running since four o'clock this morning, and I think... We need to go to North Island. We need to go to North Island. About 45 minutes ago, there was an explosion at a pawn shop in Gleeds, just outside of Harborough. The damage is consistent with the blast at the Vortex nightclub and the scene in Lloydtown. That's a long way from here. You think this is Mr. Cook again? I don't know. What we do know is that this pawn shop is known for illegal after-hours activities, mainly as a backdoor dealer of black market items. We also know that the last item which came through its doors earlier tonight was something in a briefcase. Another briefcase bomb? Yes, and... Hmm, interesting. Yes? Nothing. Uh, I have data uploading now from the Gleeds field office. We have two seats on a train which leaves in 20 minutes from Capital Central. We'll be in Gleeds by dawn. I'll go with you. Agent Kircher should... Agent Kircher will decide what she should and shouldn't Agent do. Agent Kircher is coming with me. You are staying here, Agent Briggs, to question Socrates at the earliest chance. You've already developed a relationship. Based on crazy, not based on trust. Either way, you're the better choice for interrogation. Fine. Keep me posted on everything. I need coffee. Actually, Agent Kircher, if we want to catch that train, we need to leave right now. Right now. Lovely. Cardinal Islands Railway Service. Very Kennel Line. B. Train, MN18, 2, Highland Lines Junction, Saturday, January 3rd, 2415, time. 
is it? Quarter after three in the morning. Oh. <sighs> Where are we? We just left the station in Promontory. We'll be crossing the Northgate Bridge in a few minutes. It may still be lit up for the holidays if you want to stay up, but you can go back to sleep if you want. I'll wake you when we get closer to Gleeds. Mm. What about you? What about me? How long have you been staring out the window like that? Like what? Like, I don't know exactly, the, the word spooky comes to mind. It's not a bad word to use. The world is spooky. Sometimes, I'm not sure what I'm looking at. I'm not sure at all. Mm, the world is what you make it. You mean that it's a matter of personal perception? I mean that it's the middle of the night, and I don't think I'm up for an existential debate. <sighs> don't you ever sleep, Agent Garrett? <sighs> you should try it. I dozed off for an hour. Or less. Less, I think. You think? I think too much, but never enough. Goey's Pawn Shop, 65 Ealing Street, Gleeds, North Island, time, 4.41 a.m. You should have been here two hours ago when this place was swimming with people. We had our hands full just with the gapers, mostly pissed drunk Friday night pubbers. Once the fire department was out and our presence thinned, I guess the show was over because people cleared out. It was almost theory in a way they cleared out. Shouldn't there be more crime scene people out here? Gathering evidence to send off to Edict One? They're just gonna leave the scene like that? At this hour? Yes, given our orders. Couldn't it be compromised? That's up to us. It's our orders to be sure it isn't. That's why we're here. Right. For the next few hours, it's just us. Simple rules, no one in. Leave it all as it lay to the feds. The department received an E2 directive not to touch anything until they show up to survey it all. But I thought they were just here. Those were local suits. Small potatoes. They'll be back later. We're waiting on big shots from the mainland HQ. Look, maybe that's them. If it is, they're early. The ETA isn't for another hour and a half. They certainly look like fed mobiles. Officer Cutter, GPD. This is a crime scene for authorized only. You people FIS? Yes, we are, officer. I'll need to see some creds. I was expecting an Agent Garrett in Kircher. Yes, officer. They're coming right now. Officer Cutter, is it? I am Special Agent Nick Garrett. And this is my partner, Special Agent Julie Kircher. Hello. Good morning, Agent Garrett. I'll need to verify your ID, if you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind at all. We take that sort of thing very seriously. Here you are. Apologies, Agent Garrett. None required, officer. Thank you. 
please understand that this is a sensitive scene. We're dealing with a high-priority security matter which is awaiting an E1 directive to classify as special compartmentalized. Oh, wow. That's a first for me. We ask that you do not discuss this scene, and consider yourself relieved from duty here with thanks. We'll take it from here. Unusual, but exciting. Understood, Agent Garrett. Let's go. We don't have much time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Edict Zero FIS. Music and ambience heard on the show come from Nine Inch Nails, How to Destroy Angels, ERH, Natalie Nicole Gilbert, and Kevin McLeod. Other music and sound effects come from Public Domain Show Producer and Slipgate 9 Studio Resources, as well as material released freely on the internet through such venues as the Internet Archive. Look to the show credits on the website for more information. This show was produced by series creator Jack and Kate, James Keller, Julie Hoverson, and Jane Eastman. Associate producers C. Edward Reed and Thomas Glenn. This episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. For more information on Edict Zero FIS, visit its home at edictzero.wordpress.com or the Slipgate 9 Entertainment Production Blog at slipgate9.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. On the next episode of Edict Zero FIS. Who are you? I am the man in your elevator, sir. Something's not right. Hmm, that's unusual. What is this? Is everything all right? Ground sure, only to find the crime scene compromised by this construction crew. Partially demolished would be the most. Things when an agent has a friend with pull in a high place of government. I don't think I care for what you're implying. And I trust that Agent Briggs has not been made aware of this. It seems like the more we try to stabilize him, the more unstable he becomes. It's an authorization for the transfer of an Agent Corps resident. I was advised that there's no agent in charge of this unit. No one in charge yet. Of course, that could change. Could it? I have a responsibility to the truth. If the price of a good reputation is telling lies, I don't want it. It's worthless. The meaning of all life and the meaning of his are the same. They are zero. He'll destroy us all. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.